today on Jeff's podcast. Folks, I'm fired up this evening. I have been wrestling with the Lord over the last couple of days about some issues in my life and ministry. And I recently uh, spent some time seeking some direction from God. And the Lord spoke to me, and when He speaks to me, and I feel like it's for more than just me, I have to share it with somebody. And so I wanted to share it with you this week. I know that I'm not alone when I say that I have really felt um, held back this year. Uh, This has been the toughest year that many of us have ever lived through. And, and, And it's not just personal this time. This time, it's as a church, as a nation, as a, as a world. And we have all uh, reacted, responded, adapted in, in our own way to what's going on. As many of you know, I launched back into full-time ministry at the beginning of this year on January the 17th. I began the year strong. Um, I was in... Uh, many states in the first couple of months of the year before everything began to be locked down because of the virus, the pandemic. And since that time, I have had to force myself uh, to slow down emotionally and mentally. And like a lot of you, I have been forced into a place of solitude where God can speak to me. And I really feel like God's given me this year to rest, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. I have pushed out uh, another book this year. Uh, I'm actually halfway through a third book uh, that's going to be coming out here the 1st of 2021. But in doing all of this, like many of you, I've had some emotional struggles, some some mental battles. You know, those those times when you question God about what's going on because it doesn't match up with what you thought was going to happen. Nobody saw 2020 coming. Uh, we never saw this coming this year, and we have all had to cope with the issues in different ways. And when I don't when I don't know what's coming next, you know, usually I have an idea because uh, uh, I have a vision, I have a plan. Uh, But there are some times when the Lord lets me come to a dead end, when I have to sincerely and steadfastly seek Him for direction. And I recently did that, and I believe God gave me that direction. And it's out of that that my heart was set on fire with what the Lord said to me. I have felt on the shelf. I have felt put away, put in a drawer. I felt held back. When I started this year, I was was ready to take on the enemy. I was ready to hit the ground running. I was ready to come out of my corner and fight. I was ready to do what God put in me to do. And while he knew, I didn't know, none of us knew that this year would present the challenges that would hold many of us back. And I have felt 
held back almost as if I'm, I'm in a fight, but somebody's holding me back. I want to tear something up, but somebody's holding me back. I have felt, uh, out of touch and irrelevant and, uh, ineffective. And I felt all these things and, and I'm, I'm a worker. I'm not one to, uh, just be idle. Uh, one of my, one of the things that my precious dad passed on to me was a very strong work ethic. And I've always got to be doing something to move forward in my, in my mission, in my plan, in my, um, in my, in my endeavors for the kingdom of God, whatever I set my hand to, I have to keep at it. But there have been times when my hands, as much as I try to keep something in my hands and keep something stirring in the pot, as T.D. Jake said on his podcast recently, I, I have come to the place recently where I had to stop and say, I don't know what's next. I'm not sure what's happening next for me, um, for, for ministry in my life, for my family. I don't know what's coming next. And it, it's frustrating to me, at least. Some of you, uh, maybe you can relate. It's frustrating to me when I'm not able to look into tomorrow and, and at least have some sort of idea or at least the skeleton or the framework of what's coming next. And that's how I felt. And it has caused a frustration to rise up inside of me. It's caused me to be, uh, it's caused me to be uneasy and on edge as if to say, Lord, why are you holding me back? I know what the promises of God are. I know what you spoke to me. I know what you placed in my heart. I know exactly what you've anointed me to do. I know what you have uh, envisioned in me to do. I know the mission that you have given me. And as much as I am pressing and pushing and forcing and, and, and doing everything that is in my hands to do, I still seem to be held back. Have you ever felt held back before? Listen, I feel like God's given me a word for somebody today that at the end of this podcast, you're going to, you're going to sense a new commission from the Lord. I came to give you hope. I came to give you encouragement. I came to light your lamp, if you will. But right now, you might be feeling like me. You might be feeling like you are penned up, like you are being held back, like you are being hindered from going forward. And that you are just, because of the circumstances that are out of your control, you can't go forward and get what God told you to go get. And you might be frustrated like me. I'm I'm a I'm a dreamer. I've got big dreams and big plans and I have uh what what other colleagues and friends of mine have recognized in me as um faith that is uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um reckless obedience is the term. Reckless obedience. In other words, I'm willing to obey whatever God says, regardless of the, the outcome, the circumstances, the, the risk that it is required. I'm, I believe in taking risks in the kingdom and having reckless obedience. And I know what's in my heart to do, but what's going on in the natural is not matching up to what I feel in the spirit. The speed 
with which I feel God is moving in me doesn't match the speed at which things are happening in the natural. Uh, a lot of evangelists um, and revivalists and speakers, everything has been canceled. It's been slow coming. I was in uh, nine states in just the first um, about eight weeks of 2020 preaching and and doing what God sent me to do until everything stopped. And I'm going to tell you, though I have been able to occasionally go out and preach and get on an airplane and go somewhere and preach on the weekend, it's been very slow coming. And, and, and I don't have to tell you preachers, but that's frustrating when the opportunity is not there uh, when you believe you're in, in the center of God's will. And so what's happening in the natural is not measuring up for me from my perspective of what's happening in my spirit, and it's frustrating. And I want to say, Lord, why are you moving it at one speed in my spirit and another speed in the natural? And I felt God say to me, I have been holding you back. I have been preparing you. I have been allowing the pressure to build up on the inside of you because at a time that I have foreordained, at a time that I have planned before the worlds were formed, the pressure built up in you, the energy that's been stirring and, and uh, being compressed on the inside of you, the spirit and the anointing and the things that I have been allowing to build up in you is going to cause an explosion at the appointed time. Mm, you didn't hear what I said. God is getting ready to cause an explosion in your life and in your ministry just as he is mine. I believe God is getting us ready for an explosion. Now, let me just stop here and take you to Scripture. In the 50 days between the resurrection of Jesus and the day of Pentecost, for 40 of those days, Jesus appeared many times to many people. But the activity of the disciples during that time uh, is, is very limited in our understanding in the Gospels. Um, they, they, they saw Jesus periodically. He appeared to many of them. He appeared to, the Bible said over, he appeared to 500 people at one time. Jesus was making appearances. He, he, had already, uh, he had already gone through what he said was going to happen. He was going to be crucified, raised on the third day, and he was going to ascend to the Father. But for 40 days, Jesus was yet on the earth and appearing and, and speaking to his disciples and to others, but the activities of the disciples, uh, it, very little is known about it. We, knew, we know that they, uh, they met in uh, each other's homes. They, they confined themselves. And other times they, were, uh, they went fishing, and they were on the water when Jesus appeared to them one time. And so what I'm saying is, I, I have to wonder how frustrated the disciples felt knowing that Jesus had been preaching the kingdom. He had been 
uh, performing miracles, opening blinded eyes, making deaf ears to, to, to hear, and causing those who were lame to walk, and casting out devils and performing all of these miracles. And at one point before he died, Jesus said to them, I'm going away, but I'm going to send you another comforter. And he said, the works that I do, meaning his miracles that they had seen, shall you do also and greater works than these because I go to my father. He said, you are going to cast out devils. You are going to speak with new tongues. You are going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is the great commission that Jesus had given them. But here they are 40 and 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, and it doesn't seem as at least what Scripture reveals to us that a whole lot is happening in the coming of the kingdom, so much so that when Jesus ascended into heaven 40 days after his resurrection that they all just stood there staring up because they, they seemed to not understand until the angel said, why do you stand up here looking up into heaven, gazing up into heaven? For the same Jesus that you have seen go is going to come again. Ten days later, the disciples and a total of about 120 people were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and something happened. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When they were all with one accord in one place, suddenly, I love that word, don't you? Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And that day, that day, 3,000 people were added to the church, saved and accepted Jesus and were added to the church. What happened? When I read Acts chapter 2, taking into consideration the period of frustration that they must have felt, wondering, when is Jesus going to set up his kingdom? When is all of this going to happen that Jesus promised? When are we going to begin to cast out devils? When are we going to be able to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover? When is he going to set up his kingdom and, and cause us to rule and reign? They had been hearing kingdom talk, but they had didn't, they didn't quite understand the kingdom as Jesus was giving them the kingdom because that's why they stood staring up into heaven when Jesus ascended, almost as if he was going to come right back down and set up his kingdom on the earth. They didn't understand, but all of that, what they must have known as frustration and feeling like they'd been held back, and they had just won a great uh, a great victory when Jesus rose from the dead, just as he said, all of the pent-up pressure went to the upper room, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven in cloven tongues like as a fire. Can I tell you something? I believe that all of that pressure that had been building up was building up to the explosion of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. 
And that is what I believe is going to happen today in these last days for you and I. As we end this year, even before the end of the year, and start a new year, I believe the frustration and and the pressure and all that we have been interpreting as, as uh, uh, just uh, pent-up energy, God is getting ready to bring about an explosion. Now, what's an explosion? Well, according to the dictionary, the explosion is a release of energy outwardly. That's an explosion. An explosion always is a, it's an immediate release of a mass amount of energy outward. But how, how is an explosion caused? The word came to mind that an explosion happens often because of a detonator. <laughs> can I call can I tell you what God's called you to be? He has called you to be a detonator, to act as a detonator. What are you talking about? Listen. Do you know what a detonator is? A detonator, go look this up in in the uh, Webster's Miriam Dictionary. Go Google it. An explode. A detonator is a little explosion that sparks a big explosion. Mm, my Lord and my God, did you hear what I just said? That's what a detonator does. It is a little explosion that releases and sets off a large explosion. You and I are the detonators in the upper room. In Acts 2, what was happening was they were, they were the detonators of the explosion of revival. God caused fire to set upon each of them a little fire, which detonated a big fire. Oh my God, I'm going to tell you what God is doing in you, what God is doing in me through all of this frustration and through all of these times where we feel like we're being held back. He is preparing us. The frustration is building up. The pressure is building up. The anointing is building up. Our hunger is building up. We're praying. We're seeking God. We are filled to the point where we are about to bust, and God is going to use us as detonators. The little fire on the inside of me is going to spark a larger explosion in the world around me. God, you me as a detonator to bring about a mass explosion of the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I believe God's going to do it with all of my heart. I want you to point to yourself and say, Lord, use me as a detonator. Put a small explosion inside of me to spark a bigger explosion in those around me. God, bring about the explosion of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, God's building you up for a reason. He's filling you up for a reason. He's holding you up for a reason. At the appointed time, he's going to release the power and the pressure and the energy and the anointing, and it's going to cause an explosion in you, and that explosion in you is going to spark the explosion of revival around you. Be a detonator. 
be a detonator. Hallelujah. I hope this word has encouraged you, and I want you to take this word, and I want you to uh, declare to your heart and declare in your spirit every day in the mirror if you have to that I am not going to die with this with this frustration. I am not going to lay down. I am not going to quit. I am going to be a detonator of the explosion of revival. God bless you. Have a great day, a great week, and a Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform or Jeff's YouTube channel. For more information about this ministry, visit us at jeffwolf.org. Just Released is Jeff's newest book, 10 Reasons Why. You can get it free by texting the keyword RESTORED to 833-649-1545. Message and data rates may apply. We'll see you next week. Be blessed.